James chapter 1. James chapter 1. The Bible said in verse number 1, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad, greeting. I'm really interested in the first part of that verse. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I have this thought today about myself. I'll ask myself and I'd ask you to ask yourself. Am I a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ? We're all a servant to something. But what are you a servant to? And there's many people who say, yeah, I'm a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. But but the Bible is very specific to us, even about what God accepts as a servant. Am I a servant? James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, the first thing I think of, the servant of God has to be holy. When I think of that word holy, undoubtedly it's a high standard to live up to. And I would, I would venture to say, and at 100% certainty, we all fall short at being holy. God said in the book of 1 Peter, chapter 1, verse 15 and 16, he said, be ye holy, for I am holy. That's a command. God identified himself as holy, but then he also said that he is holy. But then in the book of Leviticus, chapter number 10, verse number 3, then Moses said unto Aaron, this is that the Lord spake. So He's telling us what God said, saying, I will be sanctified in them that come nigh me. And before all the people, I will be glorified. God is holy, my friend. And if we're going to be a servant of God, then we have to be holy. And we have to strive and to seek for that every day of our life. This is not talking about Just are you saved, but are you a servant of God? Am I a servant of God? We all serve something. The doctrine of holiness is becoming a doctrine that is not welcome in most churches. When you preach about how God said to be holy, when you preach about how God said he'll be sanctified in those that come nigh him, all of a sudden you're labeled a Pharisee, you're labeled that you think you're better than somebody, you're labeled proud and haughty and pious and arrogant. That is not what God said at all. Matter of fact, the Bible said that God hates pride and arrogance. But the Bible said he's of much purer eyes than to look upon sin. The Bible said he's separate from sinners. The Bible said God is light in 1 John chapter 1. God is light and in him is no darkness at all. He's holy. And he commands that we be that way. Look with me in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter number 6. Very, very popular portion of scripture. But when I ask myself, am I a servant? And if you ask yourself, are you a servant? Here, God tells us, 
if he would accept our servanthood. 2 Corinthians chapter number 6, beginning verse 14. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion hath light with darkness? And what concord hath Christ with Belial? Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God, as God hath said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. And will be a father unto you, and, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. What does it mean to be separate? Well, the Bible here says, and touch not the unclean thing. That, that word touch means to come into contact with. God said that we should not come into contact with the unclean thing. It doesn't mean to isolate from people. It doesn't mean to build a compound and walls and people can't see you and you can't see them, but it does tell us to have no fellowship with wicked things. In Romans chapter number one, verse one, the apostle Paul said, that he was separated unto the gospel of God. When we are separated unto something, then we're automatically separated from something. If we separate unto God, if we dedicate ourselves to God, then we automatically draw a line in the sand on ungodliness. If we're going to be a servant, God said, I will be sanctified in them that come nigh me. But then I think of the second thing, a servant has to be humble. The book of James, chapter number four, James chapter number four, verse number six, and verse number 10, but he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. I've heard many, many times of this word resist, being a military term of setting himself against. That God sets himself against, that God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. That's convicting to me. I sure don't want God to set himself against me. I sure don't want God to resist me. If I say I'm a servant and God resists me, am I really a servant? But he giveth grace unto the humble. I know I need the grace of God, and I'm sure you need it too. Verse number 10, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord. He shall lift you up. Humble yourselves, the Bible said. That's a choice. That's a choice in the sight of God to humble ourselves. But then I think about this. Are we a servant? Not only will a servant be, not only will a servant be holy, not only will a servant be humble, but a servant can be happy. Look with me in the book of John, chapter number 10. John chapter number 10. We're going to look at verse number 13 through verse number 17. John chapter number 10.
Well, I wrote down the wrong Bible verse. Go with me to the book of Romans chapter 10, please. I'm sorry. Romans chapter number 12. Romans chapter number 12. Verse number, or Romans chapter number 10, verse number 22. My apologies. I wrote down two wrong Bible verses. <laughs> Y'all forgive me. First Peter chapter 3. I wrote down so many Bible verses this afternoon as I was preparing for this. My apologies. First Peter chapter number three, verse number 14. But and if you suffer for righteousness sake, happy are ye. Be not afraid of their terror. Neither be troubled, but sanctify the Lord God in your heart. In your hearts. And be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. He said there, but if you suffer for righteousness sake, happy are ye. This one who's suffering for righteousness sake is a servant of the Lord. Notice with me also in chapter number four, verse number 14. He said here, if ye be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye. For the spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you. On their part he is evil spoken of, but on your part he is glorified. Now, if you'll look at me in John chapter 13. John chapter number 13. Verse 13 through 17, he said, Ye call me Master and Lord, and say, Well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, ye also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that ye should do as I have done to you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, The servant is not greater than his Lord, neither he that is sent greater than he that sent him. If ye know these things, Happy are ye if you do them. Jesus Christ was our example. Our example to be holy. He was holy. Our example to be humble. He was humble. Our example to obey the Lord. He, he suffered. He was rejected. He was despised. And he told us we would suffer the same. But a servant can be happy. And then may I say this, a servant should be honest. Luke chapter number eight. Luke chapter number eight. 
But that on the good ground, you remember the seed was sown, but not all of it was sown on the good ground. But that on the good ground are they which in an honest and good heart, having heard the word, keep it and bring forth fruit with patience. Now, if you look with me in Romans chapter 12, verse number 17. Romans chapter number 12, verse 17. Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. 2 Corinthians chapter number 8, verse number 21. Proving for, or providing for honest things, not only in the sight of the Lord, but also in the sight of men. God would have us to be holy. God would have us to be humble. God would have us to be happy in his will. God would have us to be honest. And as I think about this, I'm almost finished. God would have us to serve him with our whole heart. Psalm 119. Psalm 119, Mary and I were recently in Israel, and when we were in Israel, we had a guide, and she was, she was born into a rabbinical Jewish family. Listen to her talk as she would say certain things. It was, it was very interesting. You know, the rabbinical Jews, that was the Pharisees. And, and, and she got saved when she was younger, and, 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 and she hates Phariseeism. And she, she made this phrase. She said, Jesus did not come to start another religion. He came to set us free from it. A relationship with God. And God would have us to serve him with our whole heart. How can we say we're a servant if God doesn't have our whole heart? One thing that exposes that to me, a long time ago when I was in Bible college, a man named Brother Sam Jones was preaching at Tabernacle. And he made this statement. He said, you say you're a servant, but how do you respond when somebody treats you like one? The only way we can respond the way that God would have us to is if he has our whole heart. Psalm 119, verse number two. Blessed are they that keep his testimonies and that seek him with the whole heart. Verse number 10. With my whole heart have I sought thee. My friend, have we sought God with our whole heart? Is there a part of our heart that God doesn't have? Oh, let me not wonder from thy commandments. Verse number 31. I have stuck unto thy testimonies, O Lord. Put me not to shame. God will not fail us if we serve him with our whole heart. And then I think about this. If we're a servant, if I'm a servant, if I'm going to be a servant, I think about how do we respond when we're hurt. Certainly everybody here at some point has been hurt in some way. The Bible tells us how a servant should respond. And the Bible tells us how a servant shouldn't respond. 
I don't know about you, but I do not have a natural born personality of turning the other cheek. That takes the Holy Spirit's help. If you'll look with me in the book of Jeremiah, chapter number three, verse number 10. I'm going to use this verse to go into how we're hurt. He said here, And yet for all this, her treacherous sister Judah hath not turned unto me with her whole heart, but feignedly, saith the Lord. If God doesn't have our whole heart, then we're going to struggle in obeying his word when it goes against what we want. He said, Why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not those things which I say? Romans chapter number 12. Verse number 17 through 21. Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men, dearly beloved. Avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. 1 Peter chapter 2. Verse number 21 through 25. Who, when he was reviled, this is speaking about the Lord Jesus Christ. Who, when he was reviled, he reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judgeth righteously, who his own self bare our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye are healed. For ye were as sheep going astray. That's when we didn't serve God with our whole heart. But now are returned unto the shepherd and bishop of your souls. And then the last thing, Asking ourselves if we're a servant. Am I a servant of God? I ask myself, whose servant am I? Am I his? Everybody's a servant of something. But whose servant am I? Do I serve God according to his word and what he said? Do I serve some preacher? Do I serve some person? Do I serve some thought process? Do I serve this world? Whose servant am I? James said that he was a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. When Brother Adam texted me this morning and he, and he asked me to preach tonight, I prayed and asked God, what should I preach about? I know I want to be a servant. I trust you want to be a servant. I pray God help us to be genuine biblical servants of the Lord. Thank you for the privilege to be here tonight. Let's pray and then Brother Adam will be here.